So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different yes sir yes sir y'all know what it is it's your boy d starks man starks the artist we back session 81 then i wish you know what i wish i would have done that i was thinking about this because i was thinking about you know how we said we want to work on our personal brand or whatever yeah and start posting more on like our own pages i was like man it'd be dope if we had someone here maybe taking pictures during the sessions and i would just post pictures from everyone like a scrapbook oh but just do it like smooth but do it publicly yeah that'd be smooth but I was like, man, I missed. What was Summer Walker song? Session 32. Session 32? It was it 32? It was 32. Dang, that was, I thought it was like 72 or something. That nah, would that would have been 32. hard. I probably wouldn't post all of them because, I mean, they would all essentially look the same. Yeah. But, you know, just just pick pick some. like se- Yeah, like Session, what's this one, 81? 81. Session 81 would be a good one to do. Yeah, facts. But For I don't sure. know. I don't know if you read the comments, but I'm glad that. You know the people were they. You know they were on my side when it came to the Amazon Music take. Yeah. I don't feel like I don't feel like I felt any hate from, you know, the supporters or anything like there that. There was never any hate. That's what I was telling you. I just I feel like I was delusional. You know what I mean? I felt <laughs> I was getting uh, gaslit. Right? Nah. I mean, there was uh, immediately there was some animosity, but I wouldn't call it hate. But it was that that's hate. It was a misunderstanding. We gotta, <laughs> it was just gotta, we gotta call it what it is. It was misunderstanding. I let them determine what it is. I was hate. And then we just hate. had to, we had to talk it out and communicate. And also, like, it was a shameless plug for anybody you know trying to save a bit, you know, on the music, on the streaming service. Ninety nine cents, Amazon Music. Bro, we are not sponsored me? by them. Why are we trying to? No, I'm just I'm just saying for those who you know, <laughs> we're not sponsored. Want to save Amazon an extra music. buck or two? That's fair. Uh, no, no lie. We're just looking out for the people. Spotify do got it though. I will say it's that. smooth. It setup's cool. Yeah, setup's smooth. But no, seriously, <laughs> y'all was telling Jordan before this, but. I went to work out yesterday, right? And so I've been, one of my goals was to get back in the gym for the year, right? Yeah. And so January, eh, you know what I mean? But starting <laughs> off February, I've been strong. I've been about like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting back in the groove of things. I went for the first time, I want to say like last week. Yeah. And I, it was leg day, right? It was struggling. Not, I mean. That's what I heard at least. It, it was tough. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. It was tough. And I came back to the crib and, yo, the next day, I was sore for a week. I'm not going to lie to you. I was sore for seven days. Like, my legs, like, my hamstrings were just bad. And so I went back the other day, 
and it was you know I did arms, and so for whatever reason I was doing some curls, right? Yeah, and you know like I thought because I, I used to lift. Let me put heavy con- on the used to. <laughs> <laughs> now let me put some context on this. So I did used to lift back in like high school yeah. when I was in you college. was on it for real. yeah, and I was I was a crazy gym rat. Like I went yeah. crazy. Um, like I like all like the best maxes like in the area and whatnot. So I was like really dedicated to it and just kind of like fell off like slowly but surely. Nonetheless, I was you know feeling a little confident, and then of course like I had. My girl with me, and then I was like, you know, I ain't want to come out. You know what I mean? I wanted to, you know, impress some <laughs> people. To pick you know up what the I'm big weight. And so we're getting the, uh, it's the uh, thing. It's the, it's the like the barbell curls. Yeah, but it's the it's the bar. oh, it's not actual, the barbell. The um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the actual bar. Like yeah, you got to yeah. like hold it or whatever. And so you know, she gets like a twenty. I think, and I like okay. I'm just gonna go thirty, and I'm yeah. like, damn, I'm feeling. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a little light. Right? You got to go up. Then I went up another one, so I went to the forties. You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I think I can go up some more. So I went ahead and just like went to the fifties, right? And for whatever reason, I was feeling real big. So I'm like, yeah, this is light. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, you know what? Let's do three three sets of ten on the like, fifties. Cool. And I was like, you know what? Nah, but we're gonna do three or fifteen. Then I got done with the 15? first set. I got done with the first set. I'm feeling pretty good. Then. You know, we, I'm like, you know what? No, let's do four. Let's do four fifteen. Like, we're going to kill it. Like, four I said to 15 is crazy. So, yeah, I pushed through. And I, at the time, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, it's a struggle. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, I'm I'm making it work. I'm getting it done. So, I'm like, dang, I feel good. Like, I'm back to prime shape. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, misconception, right? <laughs> and then, you know, we finished the workout and whatnot. Yeah. Come back, eat. And then I wake up yesterday morning. And I can barely move my arm. Bro was crying. <laughs> I know that feeling. I can man. barely move my arm. I like know it's that re- feeling. It's bro. ridiculous. But bro. You f- I feel like I pulled something. I don't know. It's, yeah. I kind of. I like the pain though. What do you mean? It makes you feel like you accomplished something. I guess. Yeah. I kind of do. I, it's weird. I do like the feeling of being sore a little it bit. It makes you feel like you you worked hard. I guess so. You yeah. Can say that. But yeah. Those for good. those who are you know doing their thing, you know, baby steps. You feel me? Slowly baby but steps. Surely. You know, Don't just kind of inch into it. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about the other day about a bunch of goals that I haven't been up on either. You got any more besides the gym? What? what, what yeah, like I was I was thinking about that. Like it is selling. the second month. That's like, a conversation we, we needed to have. Yeah, this is a conversation <laughs> that needs to be had for everybody actually. So I want to check in. <laughs> like where, where y'all How's everybody with goals, the, Yeah, the everybody's resolutions. I am, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty well. Most of my goals were podcast related, to be okay. honest with you. Okay. I want to spend some more time with friends, family, and whatnot. So I feel like I'm getting there. You? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> January, like I said, January was just like the free trial to the year. Um, I definitely I definitely fumbled the bag on a lot of my goals. The gym, I didn't the gym wasn't one of my goals. It was just a workout every day. I've been on and off with that because I hit, you know, my two hundred push ups a day usually. So I've I've been on and off with that. Uh, I want to read a book every month. I didn't read a book last month. Um, I want to volunteer every month. I didn't volunteer last month. So those those are the only three that I haven't I haven't you know executed on. All the rest of them are good. Like I've been I've been on it, but those three I definitely yeah I need I need to get on those three. Cause, I got you. Yeah. I think it, obviously you just kind of work your way into it. It's it's, it's yeah. a process. I'm kind of. I'm getting away from the idea of having goals here recently. I think this is the last year I'm going to have them, to okay. be honest. Okay. Like, I guess once you quantify, like, I want to do this, like, every month, or I want to reach this amount of X, yeah. like, outside of maybe, like, business and things being a professional, if you're working with the team, having those benchmarks. But in my personal life, it's just like, yo, these are more of, I heard somebody say, and I thought it was corny, like, these are my intentions for the year. Mm. But I, I'm kind of, the first on first listen, I was like, eh, that sounds like some, like, new age stuff. Yeah, but yeah. leaning more toward that type of. That makes sense. Because, like, you know, like, it, this is more of my motive. Like, yeah, my, know the word, like, my intentions. Like, yo, okay, this is the things that I want to do in this implement mm. in my life. And then, you know. <clears throat> so it's more like leniency with it. Maybe. Hold on. Let me. You're not actually, so, <clears throat> you're not so, like, dogmatic about it type of thing. Yeah, not as rigid okay. when it came comes okay. to my goals and what that looks like. But actually there's this video that mm-hmm. puts it in perspective by my guy named La Russell. Where this made me this this was when I started the kick. Shout out La Russell. Set I don't really set too many goals anymore, honestly. And I uh yeah, I stopped doing that because I, I figured out like um it's just a product of work. 
you're always going to be exactly where your actions lead you. So I know that if I'm sitting here and I'm doing this work, I know if I come do this podcast, when it releases, I'm going to have 10 pieces of content. That's the result of the work I did. If I go get a shovel and go in the backyard and start digging, I'm going to get a hole. It's just that simple to me. So um, I don't really set the goals anymore. I just do the work towards whatever I want to accomplish. I like how you said, like, like you'll that. always end up where your work I like that. Like bring you yeah. or take you, however he worded it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm kind of leaning more toward that nowadays. Mm. Just it, it's, it comes down to the work. That's it. You're always going to be where your actions lead you. That's where you're always going to end up. I like that. Yeah. So kind of new perspective change, but we'll, we'll work on it. But nonetheless, actually, speaking of Amazon Music, I'm actually playing this song on YouTube because it wasn't on Amazon. <laughs> so they didn't have it, man. It's limited, I'm just saying, man. no, this is more of like, I don't, I don't know. But look, for those who like that Detroit sound, this is the one for you. Emmanuel the Prophet. Talk to me. Holy Walking. Actually, someone sent this to us on TikTok. Shout out to him. Oh, yeah, that's Holy that. Walking by Mango the Prophet. Shout out he to said. whoever sent that in as a suggestion. We actually listened to that a while ago. Our friend John put us on, but I, we had to revisit it. I forgot how hard he was. But yeah, what did he say? He said, Holy holy Water. I don't need no lead. He said, This one, Bush, I'm not going to beat around. Like, come on. Nah, he, <laughs> that's a bar. He's different, but definitely check him out. So that's Holy Walking by Emmanuel the Prophet. For this week's segment of putting you on, got more yeah. coming later. But nonetheless, let's get into it. It's let's your go. boy D Starks. Starks artist. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We back. We here. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another 81? one. Another one. Eighty one. Eight one. Eight one. Yeah, we here. Y'all know what it is. But look, before we get into the say it again segment, we got some announcements. Merch dropped this past Friday. Yes, sir. So much love to everyone who's already hit supported. Hit the applause. Hit the applause. Oh, the applause. The applause. Yeah. Merch yeah. <laughs> is out. <laughs> so, no, much love to everyone who's supported so far. Bought a shirt. I mean, they've honestly been going, it's been going really crazy. quick. Yeah, showed y'all, y'all showed out and did that thing. Um, I actually just saw in our DMs this morning someone just got their order shipped to them. Yeah. It's actually, or at least delivered to them. Uh, so shirts are getting out. Jordan's been handling that, man. And so shout out Jordan, man, getting it together, bro. For sure. Shout out y'all, man. Like you said, y'all been showing out. Y'all been showing mad love. And also another announcement I wanted to make is there were people looking for um, like larger sizes because we oh, only had yeah. up to XL. Yeah. So I'm actually going to the print shop tomorrow. I'm going to get all that figured out by the end. Of, sometime during this month. I don't want to put an exact date on it depending on how long it takes the shirts to get made and come in. But by the end of the month, we will have those larger sizes out for those people who were wondering. Yeah. So that was an update on that. We're going to um, make sure everyone gets taken care of. I know yeah. I saw a few comments that were like, dang, disappointed. That's Y'all didn't have like the 2X or 3X. We want to um, make sure everybody can, you know, get, no, get a No, definitely. Shirt and we just had like a limited number of shirts that we could get yeah. for like this first job. So that's the only reason that we didn't have those larger sizes. But... Those are definitely coming super, super soon. You'll get updates on the mm-hmm. podcast, on the Instagram. Make sure you go follow Shop JD. Yep. Um, stay updated on that. And then also, if you want to get 20% off your order, you can sign up for our email list. It's going to show up whenever you get to the website. You'll yep. see it. Um, you get a coupon that'll send to you in your email. You'll be able to use to get 20% off. And so, yeah, definitely be looking out for that. Tap in. Mm-hmm. Go tap in. But yeah, that, that's that's all the announcements we got for the, yeah, the, for the episode. Ones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, keep running it up, man. We got some special things coming all across the board, honestly, with the yeah. podcast and then also with the merch, which I'm excited we finally made happen. It's finally yeah. here, yeah. It's finally here. So what do y'all? I'm gonna I'm gonna know everyone's thoughts, how y'all feel about it. Oh, yeah, talk to us. Yeah, what y'all know. think about the merch? But let us know. But nonetheless, 
get into it. Episode 81. This is week two of our newest segment called Say It Again, where Mm -hmm. we come here at the top of the episode every week, and we just give y'all something that we ever heard, something that we've heard that we're either studying, that we felt was noteworthy to come back and say again. You feel me? That we had to run back. It was too good. Not to share any wisdom, any nugget, yeah. any just like word of knowledge or anything that we got. And so we'll get into that once again today. Uh, that's all you again. know. So um, this was something I actually heard in a sermon I was listening to. It was a Matthew Stevenson. Shout out him. He's a goat for real. But um, something that a point that he had made was really good. He said that the precursor to transition is trouble. And uh, when he said that, I kind of thought through, like, obviously a biblical lens and looking through different situations that happened in the Bible that supported this. And I'm thinking about Jesus transitioning into his ministry. He had to be tempted in the wilderness. The Israelites transitioning out of Egypt. Um, they were they were faced with the, the Red Sea, right? And there was an army to their back. Even the Israelites transitioning into the promised land, like Moses had to first die before that happened. So, that was just proof like throughout history. And even in my own life, I've noticed that as well, that every transitional season to the next, to the next one was always marked with some sort of like obstacle in my face, whether it was some sort of fear I had attached to something, like there was always a hesitation. There was always an obstacle. And I was having a conversation with someone recently that also sparked the same, cause this was something I heard a while back, but I had this conversation and it kind of brought it back to my mind. And I was talking to my friend about, um, cause she's been in college for two years now. And she's been talking about that whole process and how when she moved to college, there was a lot of like fear and hesitation attached to that move. Um, but something that she had learned through the process of like that transition and going into that next season was that, you know, change isn't always bad. Right. And it doesn't always mean negative things. And that just highlighted to me this. I feel like we just have such a bad relationship with change and, and, and like progression whatever that looks like. I just feel like we, a lot of people have that kind of animosity built up towards it. And I think it is because of this obstacle that's always in our way when it comes to change. And I think um, a part of that is we we just grow up and we're taught that all confrontation is bad. And I just think it's really important that we rewrite that definition because not all confrontation is bad, especially in this case, because even look at the scenarios that are mentioned, the outcome far outweighed the obstacle, right? Like Jesus had to be tested in the wilderness, but the the fruits of his of his ministry were immense, you know, like the Israelites, the Israelites had to transition out of Egypt and were faced with the Red Sea. But they the um, the reward of that was them walking into the promised land. So the the outcome far outweighed the obstacle. So I think the biggest lesson I took from this is the fact that we have to stop looking at obstacles like something to fear, but something to cross. Right. Something something to get over these mountains and really rewriting what that relationship looks like because I feel like a lot of my peers have that same just bad relationship with change. Like they don't, they don't like change. They like things the way they are. They want to keep them. And I don't think there there's, there's no progression without that friction, right? There's, there's no, you can't, you can't expand without that, without that friction, that tension is really the word I'm looking for. So I just thought that was a really good point. Just rewriting the way that you look at the obstacle essentially is what I learned from that point. But yeah, that was, that was my say it again. I just thought that was a really good point that, a lot of people need to really um, apply to their lives for real. No, that's definitely fire. And I actually just found this quote while you were talking, and it says, change before you have to. And I like that that's because good. I think you're always evolving, no matter in which direction that is. Mm. So sometimes we may think, oh, okay, my reluctance or my resistance to change isn't necessarily like affecting me mm-hmm. right because i'm not moving in any other di- i'm not necessarily moving in a bad direction i'm not necessarily progressing forward i'm just stagnant like, yeah. i'm just here mm-hmm. right and i haven't necessarily gotten worse from the person i was three months ago um but i'm not maybe better than what i was right so i'm, I'm i should be good right yeah. even so i think even when you're still you're taking steps backwards mm. And so I I love that quote, like change before you have to, because no matter if it's you making that intentional effort to make that transition to become the better version of yourself and who God wants you to be and your purpose, taking those steps to discipline or you just standing still, you're you're going to you're going to change in one direction or another. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really good because definitely I mean, across the board, when it comes to like change and transition is something that. 
we don't like because it causes this friction of discomfort. Yeah. And we all we all know that we love what's comfortable, what's familiar, what we do know. And Most change definitely. is always like on the other side of something you've not experienced yet. Exactly. That you've been yet you've yet to see, that you've um yet to really even conceptualize or know in your mind. And mm-hmm. so I think it goes hand in hand. But yeah, change before you have to. That's what I'll to. add to that. Yeah. But the one that I had for Say It Again was actually Kind of motivated by the episode we did. I wanted it was a few months ago, but it was I missed the old me. And in that episode, we were essentially talking about how, you know, there's seasons and times where you can miss like the old version of yourself or maybe a season that you were previously in. And the the standard that you now have to live up to in this current season, the discipline that you have to uphold, you may have not had to necessarily walk into in our prior season and that uh, the season that you were in was a lot more comfortable. It was a lot easier. It was a lot more, you know, in your mind, like peace and just comfort. Yeah. And so one thing that's honestly been helping me with that, because during that time of the episode, that was a season that I was in. It was just like, yo, like I have all these responsibilities, these obligations, and there's a certain type of person I'm, I have to become to sustain and uphold what God has put in my hand. And one thing that's just been repeated in my mind is the fact that leaders have to train different. Mm. Yep. Leaders train different. And so whatever God's calling you to in this season of your life or for your broader purpose, for each and every individual is going to require some specific type of training, a regiment, a discipline to get you from the person you are now to what you need to become to essentially unlock the door to your next season yeah. and what and what God wants you to walk into, right? It, it's, it's a different type of training for every individual, especially like being a leader. And this actually brought me back to a point that I heard whenever – it was actually after we got back from TKC uh, with uh, Pastor Colin with the episode we dropped last week. Yeah. He said something that really put this on perspective for me is the fact that there's a difference between those who serve bread and those who come to eat it. Mm. and sometimes like we can get upset frustrated or irritated at the things we have to do that others can get away with yeah so in that in that first part when he told me that he was like hit you remember when he said that it was fire and it's because like practically speaking like when you think about someone who has to serve bread like they have to there's a different type of precaution yeah and the handling that they have to make sure they're upholding so the food doesn't get contaminated Yep. For everyone else. Yep. So they have to take a few more minutes to make sure that their their hands are cleaned, right? That they have the right gear on. They got like a hairnet. They got the gloves on. They got yep. the apron. They have, they they make sure the food is washed like thoroughly, right? There's a different type of regimen. There's a different type of training, different type of steps and procedures they have to go through when serving the bread that someone having to come to eat doesn't have to go through. Shoot, they don't want to. They don't necessarily have to wash their hands. They can come and pick it up and just go eat, right? They don't have to take the time to prep for two hours or three hours. They should just come at their own time whenever they want, right? And so when it comes to being a leader, right, which we all are in some capacity, right, there's a difference between those who serve bread and those who come to eat it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to realize that, like, yo, if you're serving it, and when you're serving something, you have to make sure your your hands are contaminated because it's going to affect everyone else you're serving. And so I thought that was so good because, you know, I feel like all of us have been there before, like, dang, why I have to do all this? And they can, you know, you may see someone thinking they're getting away with something or they can, like, maybe walk in some things or do things in a particular season that, like, God's calling you not to, but it's because the training's different. Training's different. The training's different. What you're called to is different, so it's going to require a different route for you to walk down. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just brought it to a broader conversation for me about just leadership in general and really the fact that leadership has nothing to do with you. Like when you're leading a group of people, right, and I know a lot of people that listen to us, you're either like very involved in your church, you have a Bible study that you run, or just when it comes to like your own household, your mm-hmm. own like anything that God has given you to manage, like it has nothing to do with you, right? And you have to be a servant to those which you're leading, right? And everything and everyone you're called to, you're obligated to serve. Yep. 
it's all that's all it is. It's a service, right? And it says this in Matthew twenty twenty six, which is a verse that I found. It says, But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And so, of course, when you step into the kingdom, like everything's flipped and it's backwards. And I know in the culture today, when it comes to like this individual empowerment and everyone wanting to be on the forefront, in front of the camera, always seen in the post, in the reel, in the TikTok, on the YouTube, you have to serve. That's that's the primary focus and the foundation of what all this looks like is the fact that it has nothing to do with you. And something else that was really revealed to me, which is very simple and a fact that we all know, but kind of really hit when it comes to this conversation, is the fact that Jesus himself was God in the flesh, yet he still served. Jesus, God in the flesh, yet he still served us. And when you really think about it, like most of what Jesus did was not for himself. At all. He came here and he was serving people. He was casting out demons. He was healing the sick, opening blind eyes, healing leprosy, raising the dead, right, in service to us, for us to see what the kingdom looks like on human flesh and to ultimately die on a cross for our sins to serve, right? And then there's another verse that kind of brought this in perspective to perspective and made it make more sense to me is in Philippians two verses three through four. And it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. And so I think the whole conversation when it start for me, it started with, of course, understanding that each and every individual has their own specific training they have to go through, right? Their own regiment, their own discipline, their own standard God's calling you to. So you can't resent what someone else may be called to and what that looks like for them because it, it's not the same for you, right? And so you have to come to come to terms of accepting that and understanding that it looks different because you're destined for greater. You're destined for more. And that standard isn't to restrict you, to actually get you to where you need to be. One, and then when it comes to leadership and anything that we're called to, like it's way bigger than us. Mm. And so that 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 emotion or that thought inside of inside of us of, oh snap, like man, like yo, why do they get to do this? Why can't they do that? Why can't I do this? Yeah. Sometimes it's it's motivated by that selfish ambition because I want to do what I want on my time. I feel like yo, my training should look like this. Yep. Or maybe, no, I, I don't know if I should really make that turn. I feel like I need to go in this direction, right? But understanding that it's all bigger than us. And when we're leading people and when it comes to our purpose and what we're meant to do, it's way bigger than our own intentions, right? And we have yeah. to ultimately know that we're servants at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I was, that reminds me of this verse I just saw the other day when I was reading in Matthew, Matthew 23, um, 12 says, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So to your point about serving, just in the kingdom, down is up. That's how I heard it one time. Down is up. So if if you want to be exalted, it's about humbling yourself first, right? It's about who are you serving and doing it well. So, yeah, no, that's, that's all I had to add to that. I thought that was a really good point. But down, down is up in the kingdom. It's, it's, it's always it's backwards to the way that the world sees it. Right. It's about I want everyone serving me. I want people at my beck and call. Right. That's what leadership is. is That's what people have an idea or perception of leadership to be. But in all reality, it's like you're serving. That, that that's really, all it that's, is. That's what the mantle is. So for all the leaders out there, which like he said, to, to some capacity, all of us are. So that's something that each and every person, each and every each and every one of us it doesn't matter. Like if it's a group of 100 or just five or matter. yourself in your own mm-hmm. household. Yeah. You know, we're all leaders to some degree, so we have to realize that at the baseline of all of it is to serve, right? To serve. And not at the expense of you not taking care of yourself, right. right? And making sure that you're taken care of in terms of your priorities and your needs, but not allowing that to necessarily get into a point to where it's disregarding other people, yeah. and especially the ones that you're called to. And I so I like that, and I kind of... So I like what you said there, and sometimes you have to change the perspective from like, okay, who are you leading to who are you serving? That's who who do you serve? Yep. Um, 
Mm. And once you have that perspective, it changes everything. Exactly. So it's bigger than you. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my say it again. But nonetheless, let's get back into it. True. Y'all know what it is. Talk to me. Talk to me. Get to another segment. Of the Just Different podcast, the newest one that we've been doing for a few weeks, Talk To Me, where we have you all call in, text, anything you're going through, any advice that you need, you know, some guidance on and or question that you yeah. have. And so we got one this week that I'm really excited to unpack. It's uh, someone from Sacramento, California, that decided to remain anonymous, which is totally cool. And so it says, from Sacramento, California, I just want to say I've been listening to you guys ever since I got into college. I am now in my second year, and I'm glad I can listen to a bunch of guys that look like me and are spreading his word. Much love. Shout out, shout out. But he gets into it, and he says, I just wanted your guys' opinion on girls in college, and can they really change? (laughs) Man, starting off on a— All right, (laughs) so let's get into it. So he says, before I got into college, I was talking to this girl back home. But when I left for school, we didn't really talk. But when I got back for Christmas break, she had a boyfriend, which I expected, and she started acting like a worldly— she started acting like a typical worldly female. That's a crazy way to put it, but yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, bro. Nonetheless, about two months ago, but about two months. Dang, struggling. No, but because he's <laughs> yeah. so, I got to like change it because the way he put it is like struggling crazy. <laughs> about two months go by and she claims to have broken up with her BF and we decide to go to church. I then go back to school and about two weeks later, I find out on Twitter that she got back with her boyfriend. It came as a shock to me. Because she became someone I didn't even know. The rest of the semester goes by and I do my own thing and not really worrying about her. And then she texts me again. So she spins a block. And she says her and her boyfriend are actually done. He was leaving town for a job, but it makes me wonder, are they done because she didn't want him anymore? Mm. Or is it because he just left? Now, we're cool and we seem to have good days together. But in the back of my mind, I still wonder, am I only here because it was convenient for her? Mm. A lot here, man. Not a whole lot here. Spinning the block is crazy. And then finding out on Twitter got to be that's Oh, on Twitter is sickening. Twi- <laughs> it's sickening, No, that's bro. wicked. I'm not going to lie. Nah, that's I've been, I've been in a, a, kind of a similar situation like this, like the kind of just like that thought in the back of your head like dang am i like the second option right like am i the rebound i've, I've been there before and i just say to that um first off i think the first step with any relationship even if it's platonic romantic whatever is really just establishing like what your intention is with this said person um because I feel like if you don't know the destination then you won't know what road you need to take to get there so that is honestly the most important step because sometimes we can even lie to ourselves with our intention to say, Oh no, I don't really want this. Or I do want this when it's not really what you want. So really being real with yourself, looking in the mirror and establishing, okay, what's the end goal with this person? What, what, what do I actually want? So that's the first step. And, um, one of the second reasons why I feel like that's really important is because the deeper your intentions, your intentionality must follow suit. So if your intentions are deep in the sense that you want to like be in a relationship with this person, then I think, like I say, your intentionality has to match that. Like, you have to be intentional about making that happen. Um, so, since I think that's the case, this is why you're asking the question, I would say really having that conversation with her, because um, like I said, I've been where you're at, and it's kind of like you're just driving down this road of, like, uncertainty, and it's like, it's, there's no peace there. And quite honestly, it's, it's, a, it's very detrimental and unhealthy, not only for yourself, but the whole situation with both of y'all. If you're holding that in the back of your head, so I think that you got to be transparent having that conversation with her. And the way I kind of look at this, this I guess this con- conversation, even in like a universal sense, is like I say, you're like traveling down this road of uncertainty and there's really no direction. And the conversation is like an intersection leading down two roads. Once you have this conversation, whether it's what you want to hear or, you, what, or it's what you don't want to hear, you at least have a direction in where you need to go next. So... You're in this place right now where you're like, okay, I don't really know what direction to go in. It's a lot of uncertainty here. I'm kind of confused. To get that clarity, you need the conversation that has to be had. That's that's really the most important step to kind of clear up your mind and what's in the back of your head. So um, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is having that conversation with her. And her response will also, you know, tell you a lot too. So talking to her about that. Um, and also before even establishing intentions, just also evaluating if it's somebody that you should be getting with. Cause if your intention is to get with them, that is also a step as well. It's just, is this somebody I should be getting with? Are they suitable for my walk and where I'm at in life, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
I don't know many details just based off what you told me. It's just, yeah. I just, so really, really. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. No, I just, I, there's not many details. But based off of that, it's just like, and plus you, you said you guys kind of had some time. And it's been good so far. So it's like, based on that, it sounds good. So really the conversation piece is the, know, is the next Oh, no, You might have to pack her up. That's not crazy to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but for real though, so when it when it comes to this one, I think one of the one of the questions that he asked is the fact that at the beginning of it, it's like, yo, I want you guys' opinion on girls in college and yeah, if yeah. they can really change. Mm-hmm. Then he proceeds to say he that, that this individual or this girl in particular was someone that, you know, may have, I guess, been someone he did find interesting yeah. and then he worded Started acting like a typical worldly female, That's and then at to take some, note of, yes. yeah, and then at some point became someone he didn't necessarily recognize. Mm, I forgot that part. Right, someone he didn't recognize. I and that so part. to answer that, and so when he says, "Can girls change?" I think he's probably asking more specifically, "Can she change?" Yeah, for sure. Right, for sure. And so I think, can people change? Yes, absolutely. I think that that's not the question at hand here, though. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I think just in the in the grand scheme of things in a conversation, sure, like sure. people definitely can change, mm-hmm. right? Because I've been in that position before too where I've had different friends, people that were very close to me that at some point just in the natural transition and progression of life, like as we continue to get older, like I genuinely didn't recognize. And it was heartbreaking, yeah. right? But, you know, everyone has their own phase of what they go through, kind of like, you know, their character development and sure. going through different seasons of life. So you can never fault them for that. So people definitely can change and come back to the person they were really meant to be. And they may have lost their way. I've been there before too, right? Yeah, for sure. So can they change? Definitely. But does this mean that they deserve the same level of access to your life? Mm. No. Mm. But that's for each and every person to decide. That's a great question. Right? So I think that's really the question. Can people change? Yes. But after we've gone a period of time where we've been separated yeah. right i've been living my own life been chilling been growing progressing working on myself and you may come and spend the block right and be genuine in your pursuit and your mm-hmm. intentions does not mean i automatically have to give you that same level of access that you had before yeah right even though you may be you know the you know back back on track into to the person that you know you want to be and your yeah. intentions and whatever that may look like so that's what I'll say to that. Not every person always deserves the same level of access that they had in your life before, right, or in a different season because things change and you change, right? So I think that's yeah. something that you have to look out and analyze for. And then the second thing I wanted to mention and note is the fact that he said, am I the only here because I was convenient for her? Mm. Which is deep. But coming back to what Jordan said, it that's is. a conversation that you have to have because you don't want that lingering in your mind, or that's something that you're holding against her, right? Yeah. So she may do something. There may be an action that takes place. She may be talking to somebody when y'all out, and you automatically are now, like, getting super emotional or maybe upset, frustrated, irritated, and don't know why, but it's because deep down you still have that, man, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm second place. Man, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not one of the priorities yeah. in this individual's life, which is going to cause all of this conflict and hurt. Yeah. Right, if that's something that you're holding in, so I think having that real intentional conversation and asking that individual straight up, like, "Hey, yo, this is how I'm feeling in this particular moment about this. Yeah. I need this reassurance, right? About where do I fit into your life? Because you never want to be someone's second option or Ever. the person that they settled for. Ever. Period. Ever. It's that simple, right? You feel me? Know your worth, King. Know so <laughs> your worth. Know your worth. No, but across the board, seriously, like you want to make sure mm. that. You are ultimately a priority and a person that you're also investing in, that you're giving time to, that you're pouring into, yeah. that you're caring for, you know, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship more more than anything. Yeah. Plus, with this whole situation, it sounds like it's long distance, right? Because he's saying he's off at college and so he comes back. So, like, she's back at home. He's off at college type of situation is what I'm hearing. I think that also kind of complicates a lot of things as well and would make that conversation a little harder, but. Nonetheless, that is, I mean, yeah, that is what it is. That is what it is, though. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's something you got to take into account. Yeah, though. that's true. Yeah. Just for advice for my guy in Sacramento. That, that, that's something you got to no, take fact. into account. Because <laughs> that, that also can pile up on top of the uncertainty that he's feeling. I mean, that's fair. The fact that he's not seeing her every day. So, nonetheless, do, do your thing, King, bro. Stay, hey, stay up.
keep us updated. <laughs> <laughs> let, us, let us know what happens, man. I'm not going to lie. From what I'm hearing, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Hey. What Chris Brown say? Do you? No, I'm that's I'm crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. I don't want to. I don't want to turn into one of those male pods. You know how they be saying? No, nah, for you real. Remember? Uh, I got. I remember somebody said like y'all are the only two men that deserve mics or something like that. I was like, Yo, that's the best compliment. That's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's. Hey, I feel honored. Because that was during the time you know the whole joke was going around on TikTok like the girls would have the uh, the beard on and they'd be like pretending they were on a podcast. Like, yes, those are funny. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. funny. The uh the red pill guys, but we're not. Gonna I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they think we deserve mics. No, but nonetheless, yeah, stay up. Um, yeah, just honestly seek obviously seek God in terms of like the answer for that, for sure. and also just have those really transparent and real conversations, and you know make your decision from there and see where it goes. But much love. Hope you stay safe, bro. Nonetheless, let's get into it. So look, the last episode we asked y'all about some titles, oh, yes. and names for this new segment. We called it Culture Critics. That's what we're going with for right now. But y'all actually have some really fire ideas. And so if y'all have more, definitely hit it in the comments. We're still kind of, I guess, figuring it out. We haven't been able to think about it much lately. Yeah. But um, no, I like which one that we see. I saw someone in the comments say what they talking about. What they talking about? That was hard. That yeah, was hard. A lot of them. Go. There was a few other ones that definitely stuck out. So we're we're you know we're we're in the middle of figuring it all out right now, yeah. but. Nonetheless, second week of the new segment of the Justin from Podcast. We're just adding more, expanding, trying new things. And like I said last week, really just wanting to get into the culture part of what we do. Because obviously what our, our thing is, everything, faith, life, and culture. Yeah. So we're just trying to add this element to, honestly, the conversations that we already have about real life. So taking current events that obviously really prevalent in society that everyone's talking about that we may see just having real transparent conversations about them, especially from a biblical worldview. So yeah. this is what the segment's going to be all about. I'm really, really excited for it. And so I hope you all enjoy it. We kind of had a light one last week where we got some ones, a few events, yeah. sort of things that are happening that I'm really excited about to get into. So, yeah, so the first one we're going to get into is Mr. Beast Cures Blindness for a Thousand people so Man. for those who do not know first mr beast he is the largest youtuber in the world has the biggest youtube channel with over like 130 million subscribers Crazy. and so that's who he is and the reason why we are speaking about this is the fact that he just recently made a video on his youtube channel and most of his videos are really about different challenges so like yo can you stay in a circle for 24 hours yeah. or you know, if you do this or win this challenge, you'll get this car and win this amount of money. So a lot of this philanthropy giving out to people uh, for different challenges and different tasks and crazy things like that. Yeah. But nonetheless, in this video, he helps a thousand people get a surgery, which helps them essentially be able to see again. Mm -hmm. So there's like this 15 minute procedure that helps a lot of people who have, I think it's like cataracts. And so, so it's basically like the the part between like your eye and your eyelid that gets really blurry and foggy that essentially causes you to be able to not see. Like it's it's so like your vision's so impaired that you're essentially blind. And so he essentially paid for that surgery for a thousand people to be able to see again. And so it's been in the news, it's been a really hot topic of conversations in different spheres, different you know, areas and groups of people. So we thought we'd bring it here. Yeah. And one of the biggest things is, of course, you kind of we kind of mentioned it earlier. One of the big things in Jesus's ministry was the fact that you know he healed blind eyes. Yes. You know, was curing the sick and things of that nature. Yeah. And so a lot of people were maybe comparing it to that more in the Christian camp of like, yo, like is Mister Beast mocking Christ? Like, is this of like selfish ambition? Is this like a second coming type of deal? And so. That's where we kind of landed and wanted to start. Like, yo, what, yeah. what, what is this? Like, because that more the people who are saying that are more of the end of times. You know, that right. think like every single major event or someone who comes on the scene yeah. is the second coming of Christ, and or like just any type of sign of any perse persecution or conflict yeah. is now about to the rapture is going to come. So. Uh, I was actually just reading about the end times uh, in Matthew the other day, and I don't believe this is that. Um, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was he was mocking Jesus simply just based off the fact that Jesus talks about the signs that are to prove that the end times are coming and whatnot, and 
he talks about people that are like claiming to be him. So that's the main reason why I feel like he's this isn't that and he's not even mocking Christ is because he's not claiming to be Jesus. He's not claiming to be God. And there's no doctrine behind this action. It's just simple act of philanthropy. Like I there's agree. nothing deeper than just wanting to assist people. That's yeah. I no, I ho- I wholeheartedly agree. So I think that that first question is kind of like, uh, that's a str- that's a stretch. Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a and stretch. I I think yo the whole when it comes to that and sometimes I have to go back and forth because when I think about different events and things that happen, I have a tendency to maybe be a little lenient on the things that happen in the culture, right? And what I mean by that is the fact that usually there'll be some sort of celebrity and people will claim Illuminati or this is extremely demonic Mm -hmm. or evil and it's somebody who... I don't know, a woman who just wore, like, some shorts out to the... Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, sometimes sometimes it's goofy things like that that yeah. don't ever correlate to any biblical truth. And so most of the time when I hear the noise of something being just demonic or too far left or out of terms with, like, biblical truths and things like that, I kind of turn an eye to you it because I've, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. I hear it so many times. I'm oh, like, man. I don't know. Like, y'all's judgment is so jaded in some ways. Yeah. But... Um, so I have to be careful because sometimes it really is something that is like a signal of like, yo, like this is actually demonic. It's something that we should take note of just to be aware. Right. And other times it's not, but with this one, I think it's far from, I I don't, I don't necessarily see where this comes from. I think they're, uh, they're fishing for this one. I think that's what that's, this that's what yeah, the, the mocking so, thing. No, is. yeah, and I was actually mocking. watching, uh, Ruslan, I think he did some commentary on this and I was okay. watching a bit of the video and here's the thing. I think. It is very, it's dangerous whenever we just go out and we're just claiming that anyone who is doing some particular act and or participating in some activity is like the Antichrist and it's a sign of the incoming because it's a misrepresent, misrepresentation of biblical truths, mm. what it says in scripture and also of like who God is, Yeah. right? So just imagine like outside looking in, you see a whole group of Christians you see a man who's done a net positive act for the world yeah. in terms of people who literally couldn't see mm. now being able to have their sight back and you see people like demonizing that saying antichrist this right like that That's is a bad look that on essentially like it could be biblical truth on god himself like. right that can be very detrimental so it's something that i think as a community you just have to be very sensitive with and not just yeah. at the side of anything just throwing things out there because that can maybe turn someone off or give them an inaccurate view of what this really looks exactly. like when it comes to walking I, out your life with God. I think that's something people fail to understand is if someone isn't rooted biblically or even a Christian or a believer it claims to be, they don't know the truth. They're not even looking to access it. Their truth is what they're hearing and seeing from us. Right. As, as an extension, because because they don't know of the God that we serve. They don't know of the of this book that we have. So it's like everything that we're saying, everything that they're seeing us do, like they're hanging on to that. Like that's an extension of God. So that's something we got to keep in mind. So I think that's a good point from Ruslan for sure. Just being being watchful of labeling people off rip without even like kind of thinking about it. And so, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And I don't think it's so a lot of people had another argument that it's selfishly motivated as well. Yeah. It was more for views like he's profiting and or using the disability or pain or struggle of like maybe low lower income individuals to build his own empire or his platform yeah. and make a buzz or name around himself. So what do you what do you think about that? Um I think sometimes it can be that. Um and I think this is so I looked into this. This is referencing the scripture in um, Matthew 6, 3, right? It talks about when you're giving to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So initially it's a, it's a valid point to make because he is, he's, he's doing it and it's on YouTube for everyone to see. So it's like, I, I get why people's first assumption is to say, oh, this is selfish. This is just for money. Like he's just doing this so everyone else can see him doing it. Um, so I get why they would say that, but I also want to point to the scripture in Matthew five fifteen. It says, "Neither do people put a, neither do people put a light lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house." So when I read that, I look at this like that: like you're not going to put a light under a bowl; you're going to put it out so people that people can see it. 
and you can't completely write off the idea that someone is watching these videos and genuinely like inspired like oh i see mr beast do this i'm inspired to go do this for someone else i see mr beast you know giving this to people and helping blind people oh man like there's hope for the world and there's good people out there so it's like you can't completely write off that him posting this on youtube and making it public is that it can be a good thing so that's that's kind of the way i look at it um i don't think it's selfish ambition especially I, I see videos of him i think like i said sometimes it can be it depends on who it is but i've seen videos of him he's not around wearing chains and you know what i'm saying like spending money on crazy stuff like he wears like like regular fits you know so it's like that plays into it as well you can you can see by the way he carries himself what he wears what he drives that he's not just spending money on like whatever and just like so i think that plays into it too and which is one of the reasons why i don't think he is doing it for just selfish reasons no i don't think you can just write something off as being selfish or from some sort of ill intent because it's put on a social platform or publicized or anything of that nature. I don't think you can automatically jump to that conclusion. And then when you think of his business model, so for those who don't know, like he essentially takes all of his revenue for the most part, like from YouTube and pours it back into his videos. Mm -hmm. And so the money that he's able to make to even pay for the surgeries for these thousands of people comes from the fact that he posts on YouTube. And so that makes sense, yeah, right? No, so it's, like <laughs> it's full circle. Like it, it is full circle. So I don't think it's necessarily him being like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm the savior. I'm the one who has helped these people, like, mm-hmm. praise me, worship me, glorify me in my name and what I'm building, my platform. I think it's a simple act of just philanthropy. And then when you look at just his track record of what he's done, I mean, he's the dude that literally just goes on the street and you pick a, you got to pick a number between 1 and 10 and – if you get it right, he'll give you $10,000. You know, like, none of this is yeah. new crazy. to who he is. <laughs> like, it's very much on brand. And I don't know. I just couldn't see it. Hey. I could be wrong. I just couldn't see it. It's always a possibility. but Always a possibility. I but think, I just, I don't, I don't think that's very. what this is. And especially just, yeah, it's just interesting to see how people responded to this one. And, yeah, and even on Twitter, he says, he made this tweet and it says, Twitter it says rich people, so it says Twitter, so even going to that, he made this tweet, and it says Twitter, then in quotes, rich people should help others with their money, then it says me, and then the asterisk next to that is okay, I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give all the my money away before I die, every single penny, and then Twitter again, in quotes, Mr. Beast is bad. Um, it's great. So yeah, you, and you got also a conversation of, yo, you can never really win. Whenever it comes to even your philanthropy or good work, what you're doing for others and people like it, even bringing it full circle, even when it comes to serving others, right? It shouldn't, it should be from a place of genuine care and concern for these people and not from the praise of them. Because even the people you serve may not be appreciative of what you've done. Mm. And so, you can never get caught up in the response of your act, rather just the intent yeah. and where the source of it is from, yeah. right, which is ultimately your obedience to God. Mm-hmm. And so bringing that, yeah, waking that up and bringing it full circle to what we mentioned earlier when I came, when it comes to leadership is that you can never make everyone happy, mm-hmm. even when what you're doing is a net positive for the world. And so you can never get sidetracked by the response of something, thinking that is a barometer indicator or on whether it was a good act or not because there's always going to be the naysayers exactly but yeah that was mr beast man shout out mr beast doing his thing nonetheless getting into the second thing i really wanted to talk about that i had written down is i had just recently watched the movie on netflix called you people so this is spoiler alert for those who have not seen it yet we're about to probably get into some amount of detail for those who are probably planning on watching it it was one that I actually was on the phone with my parents like last week or maybe the week before. And they were like, yo, yeah, we just watched this movie. It was f- amazing. They really enjoyed it. They loved it. And so I was like, okay, definitely got to check it out. Then I saw on Netflix, it was like the number one movie yeah. right now. You know how we have like the ratings from like one to 10. Yeah. And yeah, so the movie is essentially about an interracial relationship or couple and the differences they have and struggles they have within this relationship from them being from different cultural backgrounds and how they essentially work through it. Yeah. And so, you know, they meet each other, 
fall in love, but there's still a lot of differences there, a lot of conflict that they have to work through. One, Jonah Hill, he plays a white Jewish man, Jewish man. and then Lauren Hill plays uh, a black woman from Inglewood who is raised Muslim. And so they have, of course, the difference in their race being a factor in their relationship, of yeah. course, being white and black, and also the other difference or significant factor of the fact that, you know, Jonah is Jewish and she's Muslim and their parents are very devout in their religious beliefs and faith. Yeah. And so it talks about that, how they navigate the family dynamics of the difference differences between the two. It's like a comedy love rom com type beat. Yeah. Um and so yeah, what did you think about it? Uh so overall what was your review. Yeah, review overall one out of ten. Okay. Oh, we're doing the rating. Uh I give I give it like an eight, seven, seven or eight overall rating. I think um, it was a it was a good movie. It had some like good actors in it, <laughs> and and the message, like you said, it had like a deeper meaning to the movie. It wasn't just like some random movie. I kind of like that when like the plot has like a deeper meaning to it that they're trying to get at. So um, I I give it an eight overall though, just because of that. I like I like the meaning and what they were trying to convey with the movie. So. But no, yeah, but the bigger, one of the big conversations I got from the entire movie, I know a lot of people were talking about the difference between race when it came to the character Lauren Hill played in Jonah Hill. But one thing that I was thinking about, I think it was one of the scenes and they were at dinner, uh, they had both brought their families to have a dinner together, yeah. is the fact that like I could not, and I think I said this when I was watching it, like I could absolutely not be with someone who did not share the same beliefs as me. Oh, no. It would picture. just it would be extremely difficult. Like, I don't think there's even a way for that partnership or unison to really work yeah. to its full capacity. And I remember a while ago, so it had to be a few months ago, I was actually talking to someone and they were asking me just a few questions. They were like, you know, like more about my faith and like you're a Christian, right? Like what do you believe and things like that? And they were like, Okay, so you date to marry? And I'm like, Yeah, of course. And so they were like, Yo, so do you think you could get with anyone who maybe didn't share the same beliefs as you? And I said no, and they were not necessarily thrown aback, but kind of wanted to get more of a reasoning why behind my answer, and I was saying that when it comes to a relationship of that magnitude, especially romantically, with that type of intimacy, at some point, we literally don't even see eye to eye on what life is. Yeah. Like, we're, like, in terms of my identity, and how I make my decisions, how I filter everything I do on my day-to-day through when it comes to God, it would be like we're speaking two different languages. Yep, That's what I said. It, it would be barrier. like we're speaking two different languages in how we live life and decisions that we make together when it comes to our family, when it comes to our relationship, when it comes to where we're going to live, where we're yeah. going to work, what we're going to do. It would essentially at some point be a conflict that we couldn't get over, mm. right? And they, you know, we had continued the conversation they were talking about how like you know they you know had held christian beliefs and were with someone who didn't and at times it felt like you know the person they were with maybe like mocked them or make fun of them a bit and i'm seeing i was like see like i couldn't that's something i couldn't even yeah. participate in or like probably encourage to any degree either so i was like that was one of the big things that stood out to me and how that worked now in the movie they weren't like really devout to their faith. So like yeah, to the couple, really. it wasn't that big of a deal, yeah. but in terms of the family dynamic, it was more of a larger issue, but just in the scenario that they were two people who were, you know, very active and engaged in their religion. I don't see how that could work. So about the question of like, okay, is being equally yoked important? And if yeah. so, how important is it? Very right. important. It's very important. Like you said, it's a, it's a lifestyle. I think that goes into so many people just have s- such a surface level idea of what like Christianity what is. What Christianity is. Like it's it's a lifestyle. It's not just, you know, I gotta do this and do this on this day and go to church and it's a lifestyle. Everything that I'm doing, I'm like you said, I'm filtering through what this word says, right? What I believe about God. So it's like it it, it couldn't work at all. Definitely not. That's why for me it's just completely out of the picture. And not even to the degree of them being different religions, like be Muslim or Jew. But when we talk about, let's just talk about Christianity here. Everyone who's Christian 
just because they're Christian doesn't mean you all will be equally yoked. Mm, that's that's a bar. Just because they're Christian, thing. Just because they're Christian does not mean you two will be equally yoked. And I think that's a big part of the conversation because I used to be very disheartened by that fact when I first learned it. Right, because you know, early on in your walk, you're just looking for the one. You're trying to find Ew. love, so it's like, oh, dang, they're Christian. Okay, they grew, they go to church right now. They be in their word or whatever. You really start to speak to them, yeah. get deeper in you all's relationship. And you kind of figure out, oh snap, they not really about it. Yeah, this ain't what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> they not really about that. Uh, she ain't the one. <laughs> you soon have to like pack it up and then realize, oh wow, it's deeper than just a title. It's like, yo, what does your life look like and how deep are you with your relationship with God? Yeah. And what is your pursuit of him really entail? Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think that's deeper when we talk about this equally yoke conversation of like, okay, okay, they may be Christian, but where's their pursuit at? Right? And not ter- terms that they have to like know just as many scriptures as you or Bible verses and whatnot, but like, yo, is their pursuit of God at the same level as mine? Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's how I looked at equally yoked. It's like, yo, like, do you want God in your life, involved in your life, a part of what you do as much as I do? Yeah. That He's number one priority in everything, and are you determined to seek Him to a deeper level? Yeah. So, what would you, like? Is that what like in terms of equally yoked? Is that what? But yeah, that even goes back to that episode that we were talking about the yoke and and how like God's yoke is easy and his burden is light, and then we explain what the yoke was and exactly what that meant. So it's like, and like you explained for people who didn't listen to that episode, um, the yoke is like something that you would put on two oxen, right? And the way it worked, if it was, uh, if it was something that was unequally yoked, one of the oxen was carrying more weight than the other, right? And it just, it, first off, it just didn't look right. It's, it, it's not going to work. It's a lot of stressful because you're carrying more weight than the other or vice versa. So when you look at it like that, and when I really understood what like equally yoke meant, really meant in that sense, it's like, like you said, it's it's deeper than just you being a Christian. Because, like, we can both be Christian, but it's like, if I'm actually a disciple, I'm actually living this out, I'm actually being a doer of the word and not just a hearer, and you're just kind of just going to church every Sunday, right? That would be unequally yoked. I would be carrying, like, more of that yoke than you are type type of thing. And it has to be to the point where we're both carrying the weight together. That's, that's what the marriage is supposed to be like. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think the end of that is the fact that they may have the same beliefs, but do they uphold the same lifestyle? Yeah. Where is God in their life, and where do they fit him into that? Yeah. So, yeah. no that So that's what I want to talk about and brought it up, because that sparked a conversation in my head when I saw the movie when it came to that dynamic. But other than that, I thought the movie was, honestly, I heard some a review of it from someone that, didn't really like it and thought it was trash. And I kind of, they were pretty valid in their take. But for the most part, on face value for just like entertainment purposes, I thought it was a good story. I yeah. enjoyed it. I thought the plot was. I listened to that same review you're talking about. <laughs> and the thing about me, like I said, most of the time when I'm watching something, it's for me, it's just, was I entertained? Like if I, if I was watching this, if, if at any point in the movie, I, I was never like, I want to click off of this and like, okay, cool. Right. I, I don't mean, think too deep about it. If I looked any deeper into it, I probably would have like been very nitpicky about I agree. it. But nonetheless, I thought it was a good movie. But it movie. was overall. I love the concept of for what it two, was. two groups of individuals sharing different beliefs, coming from different backgrounds, being able to come together, right, in unison together on one accord to some degree. You know, that message is like just universal. Especially, you know, here. with all these crazy movies out here and all the messages they convey. And this right. was like, so a, I, I like the message behind it. So, exactly. Especially yeah. like with the climate and whatnot. It felt like one of those movies. But nonetheless, it was still good. So check it out. Y'all let us know y'all's re- review on what you think. Yeah. But yeah, that was how you people review uh, for the most part. But it's more of just a conversation. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of Culture Critics. Another episode yeah. coming back with y'all. So appreciate y'all tuning in. Much love. Of course, we still got merch available, so make sure y'all go and tap into all of that. You want twenty percent off? Go ahead and sign up on our email list, and yeah, run up, run that up. Let's keep, let's keep going. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah. So we love y'all. Y'all know what it is always. If y'all want some like very lyrical artists, that's what I meant to. Y'all got to tap hey, Christopher uh, Sincere. Uh, no gravity, featuring uh, Karen Delight.
We went top 10 in them charts. I met people halfway across the country that told me don't die. Made them put the razor down and go and live on. Yeah, this is way more than the industry. I finally met up my heroes and wasn't impressed. All I know is y'all gonna pay me when I'm worth and y'all better pay me respect. She got problems I can't solve them. She gotta go to Jesus to get filled with rest. Filled up in ocean after I cried of these tears and now I got zero left. Back to the past, Marty McFly with a touch of Scott Lang and Kanye. Y'all was in seventh grade writing books and drawing portraits and they wanna say I'm lame. I joke about a lot before my city. I'm Kyrie. I do not play. I was in high school. He said I joke a lot before my city. City on Kyrie, I, I did not play. Music calls in my notebook, Sharpay. I seen Granddaddy down right in front of me, and he walked into heaven. I seen one leader at church go from toting the Bible to toting the weapon. Seen a lot, but I was speaking a lot because I see stranger things, and I'm walking around like I'm 11. Demons watch me trying to beat the clock and beat the flock and beat the wolf like stepping. Who's swaying away? I was brought up in the darkness. Hey. I'm watching people struggle because of situations that they went and involved And I'm watching Christians argue over who's this, who's that, and it's toxic When we gonna get back to our first love and live life with the gospel, sincere The light, why do I feel like I'm the only real one that's really not yeah. faking Chris Rock, all the persecution, I stand here I was and I take like, it uh, Christopher Sincere's part, he slid on that But that was No Gravity Crazy. by Christopher Sincere, featuring carrying the light Which y'all know what it is, stay you, stay real, and stay humble We'll catch y'all next week, much love <laughs>